five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome, Welcome to another, to another episode. episode of. Oh wait, it's I'm back. your turn. Oh my god, shoot! I thought I was uh, handling this one again. All right, this is this is so awesome. <laughs> so just just to sort of peel the curtain back of this podcast, neither one of us had the cameras on, so you got your welcome like a microsecond after you heard my voice. Yeah, I'm, um, it's it's good reflexes, you know. That's why I'm I'm in uh, high gold in, in uh, Overwatch. High gold. Well, it's better yeah, than high bronze. Like, like I, I, I watched the Olympics. Gold is the best. Uh, it is distinction, right? Yeah, they don't hand out platinum medals. No, no, no diamond, no grandmaster. Like, there's, there's no GM in the Olympics. That's <laughs> true. But uh, I am Chris at Lightforce, joined virtually as always by Omni at Omni Strife. Uh, I believe you introduced yourself as Alex. Uh, it's yeah, like a, I I decided you know to keep people engaged. I I, I will do a, a name reveal. It's mm. it's a very unique one. You don't hear it often, I know, but that's my name. Yeah, uh, not with us uh, is Sam. Have <laughs> another Sam Chen. I so uh, you guys didn't really get into it, but um, I thought I, I would share. Uh, I ended up taking uh, my podcast week off. Um, as many of you know, I have a number of podcasts. And it was related to the fact that my wife had emergency surgery uh, last Monday. Uh, everything's fine. She's good. Um, she is uh, without gallbladder. And uh, unfortunately, it hit her hard, fast, and uh, emergency surgery is what was required to, to remove it. Uh, something I learned, though, 80% of gallbladder removals apparently happen through emergency surgery. It, mm. it is often a, oh my goodness, get it out. And then if it's not, you actually have to sort of live through this pain and discomfort um because usually it's a stone that's blocked things and yeah anyhow i learned so much and uh, but i I think i made the right choice took some time off i took care of her took care of baby force uh mistressed my daughter many times because Mm. i can't apparently tell the difference between tights and pajama bottoms neither can i i think they're the same aren't they as far as i am concerned they are aren't they you're right hey my pajama bottoms are nothing so <laughs> well I, I don't even know that they exist well i guess they do but for me personally it just turned into rsp after dark uh well you never know what you're gonna get that's right expect the unexpected <laughs> uh what else should you expect from our show well the usual we're gonna get into the payload talk a little bit about the vancouver titans weekend that was before prepping the toronto defiant weekend that will be uh, we've got the fray where we're going to jump around the league, talk a little bit about what it is. We saw some changes, still changes. And in fact, it's kind of weird that the changes are happening so early in the season. And I don't know, all sorts of other odds and ends we might uh, get to, right? We'll try. Anyway, uh, you know what? I see the payload calling. Let's start pushing it. Let's go. Moving the payload. Join me. The Vancouver Titans faced off against the Paris Eternal. Paris Eternal getting their first match of uh, the May uh, Melee uh, sort of play-in. I don't know. Uh, is it called play-ins? Qualifiers. Qualifiers, sure. Um, and I would suggest that most people had the Vancouver Titans winning this one. In fact, the Vancouver Titans, a couple of the players have suggested that uh, uh, there'll be a W this weekend or this past weekend. 
Washington Justice probably weren't going to be it. And after that first map, the Vancouver Titans looked like they were in charge, did they not? Yeah, first map especially was quite dominant. It looked like we were way above uh, uh, the Paris, uh, you know, the play play style and both wins were dominant i think the first map was garden and then university and we i believe we won to well the first one we won 100 to a zero and the next one was also uh was a dominant win for vancouver they looked more assertive uh paris probably had the butterflies um they just looked more ready uh the titans did terror looking uh very well and playing that may the walls were mm-hmm. on point yeah yeah, and, and that was the thing. Like the Vancouver Titans came out to play well and play hard. They did. Paris Eternal looked shaky, almost nervous. And you might suggest that it's their first it's expected sort of yeah. map of the season, so that's not entirely unusual. So we then see the the Titans get onto Gibraltar, which they arguably didn't do too badly uh, on, uh, especially if we consider they faced off against the Toronto Defiant the weekend before. And uh, found themselves their one map win. But it kind of looked weird. I, I don't know how to describe it any other way. Like yeah. the Vancouver Titans defense on the first point was okay. Um, it wasn't crazy. Paris, I think, did more losing of the that sort of first point fight multiple times than the Vancouver Titans did of winning. But it didn't really matter because once the eternal got it into you know sort of into second gear. point into the hangar yeah. um they were able to to almost take charge titans were able to rally and gave themselves sort of that winning condition problem their offense was so disjointed yeah i i think like both teams played a very messy game alts were just flying about not being being productive at all but like you said, uh, something about some plays that uh, just skewed the results. And, and whenever it seemed like one team was winning or having like the charge, that would be like a, a good nade or a separating grab. Or, or there was a point there that uh, there was a very good clutch, um, you know, uh, Deadeye from, I think, Onigod. That saved a point. And, and and at the end of the day, it seemed at the end of the map, not really the day, it seemed like uh, we should have played better, uh, obviously. And it felt like maybe Titans felt a bit too confident from, sure. you know, having won that first ma- map in Busan so easily. Uh, uh, and then maybe the the another result of like Paris not feeling as nervous anymore, feeling that, mm-hmm. well, it's time to, you know, get serious about it. And it looked like they always felt like uh, they had more time and more opportunities, but especially I feel like in Gibraltar, it happens a lot where teams uh, not really being like a daisical, but maybe uh, losing a bit of sense of how much time they have left in the bank. And I feel like at the end there, Dan and, and Khan, <laughs> easy to remember these yeah. uh, two players, but but the monkey uh, nano uh, play was really, really good. And, and Khan's Ana was really also uh, outperforming, I'd say, Shredlock and Rolf Mm -hmm. um, on the Titans. Well, and I I was actually going to bring that up is like Don and Khan on defense specifically were were definitively the the difference. Like there was much more value out of that nanoed Winston uh, for Paris than there was out of Vancouver. And one of the struggles that I found the Vancouver Titans had was 
more often or not, Rolf was the first pick. I mean, yeah. this is this has been a trend uh, early in the season is that Rolf is often the first down, and you know there's very little fire can do to, to keep, you know, the aggressive shred lock up. Um, and considering, I believe he was on, the, was he on the Lucio at this point or was he on Brig? On uh, I believe he was on Brig. Brig. Yeah. I mean, the, the point being though, is it's just he's, his, his inability to then sustain. One of the other things that we're now seeing is that uh, when Dalton goes on tracer, Linkser comes in uh, to play the Cree or uh, the Ash. Ash yeah. Um, and, I'm genuinely curious. Is Dalton the superior McCree to Linkser? Like, uh, I think Tar- <laughs> when Taru factors in, when May's, May's a requirement, I don't, I, Taru's phenomenal May, especially on Ping. Um, can't wait till Taru makes the trip over to, to Vancouver. But I, I feel that Linkser is just as adequate in arguably, based on what limited action we've seen, maybe in a better position than Dalton would be. And that's why I find it odd. Dalton is like guaranteed to be in hands down. Links are only sort of factors in uh, when, when Dalton has to shift over to tracer. Yeah. I, I think it's the, the tracer situation that kind of uh, really decides whether you have to or links are in maybe some maps that they want to do that. The double hit scan that's only viable with, with links are and uh, um, Dalton. Uh, yeah. you're probably right at this point, even though like Linkser does have his, uh, crazy stats and, and, and he would still have those, you know, fight winning plays in terms of consistency, I'd say Dalton was probably him and fire were, uh, the best players on the Titans, um, oh. in this week, yeah. uh, maybe followed closely by, by, uh, fried wiener as well. But uh, even in this map as, as well, like yeah, that Dalton was playing quite well. I agree with your point. Maybe it's something they're gonna look into. Uh, and you spoke a little bit on on Rolf. I wanted to speak on that a little bit. Rolf probably gets the most flack on social wherever. And and at and I was always like the first to defend him. But on this map, and and he did improve in the next uh, game that we're gonna discuss a lot. In this map, it was quite apparent that there's a, a bit of an issue. But like. Like you also mentioned, when when you know a certain hero uh, gets picked out first or or constantly a target, it's not only on him to to survive that. And then, yeah, the peeling was maybe not not as good as as uh, you want it to be. Uh, but definitely, I'm coming back to that point that that Khan was uh, definitely the better uh, flex support in this matchup. Yeah. And then Hanamura was also, oh, uh, ugh. yeah, like very bad. So. The the Vancouver so on the first attack, the Vancouver Titans did relatively well to sort yeah. of hold back that uh, that Paris <laughs> teleporter uh, strat. That was uh, a very interesting approach. Where uh, the 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 surprise I feel uh, was spoiled by that uh, uh, pause that happened early into oh, the well, map. Well, well, we'll get we'll get yeah. Well, I mean, there were the two pauses. There was the the first pause on attack, and then the tactical pause when the yeah, Vancouver Titans took the point. Pause, but, that's a good one. But in that, in Hanamura, arguably, it was the uh, sim turrets that were MVP. Like, I think yeah. the turrets took down a, a pretty weak uh, fried wiener at one point, which, uh, again, sure. in that first fight, I think gives Paris mm. that point A. And then it wasn't a snowball. Right. But the Vancouver Titans just 
had no answer for that next Paris push. Now, reverse the map, Vancouver aggressively pushes in, takes the point without too much trouble. They just walk on it, yeah, and, and take it. But then they struggle to get point two, and so they then were working within this sort of time bank deficit. It didn't seem to matter, though, because at that point, neither team was able to defend until such time as Paris did the unthinkable and, and got the, the, you know, double point cap. Like it was, it was unbelievable that the Vancouver Titans sort of folded. And I, I don't know if at this point it was related to sort of nerves or um, maybe some level of miscommunication or still sort of this relatively new roster. I mean, yeah. it, it, they are new, uh, trying to sort of find the feel. But, uh, you know, it felt to me that in losing Hanamura, the Titans were suddenly mentally, you know, short-circuiting. Yeah, it all came off of a very huge blunder at the start where they tried to, like, uh, be super aggressive and, and get the fight before uh, they have the teleporter set up. And, mm-hmm. and it it sometimes happened, uh, I forgot, they when you, you have, like, in chess, for example, a very bad mistake at the start, it's a psychological thing that uh, I think uh, someone labeled the downward, uh, downward spiral. And you constantly keep on having worse and worse, worse mistakes because your your mental is, is so badly uh, hurt at this point. And I feel like, uh, yeah, you, you got that right on point. It feels like uh, a lot of the... Uh, pillars that you know players that should be pillars like shredlock and 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 fire and those main tanks main support uh uh people that usually like keep everybody uh grounded and and uh they they fell uh as well and and it it felt like paris were just uh they leaped at the opportunity as they should have right and they got a lot of clutch picks and and like you said they were more effective and it felt like they they uh you know tasted the blood a little bit and they mm-hmm. they smelled uh, the titan's fear and that's what led to you know the last map there in, in vancouver yeah and, and we, we we then see this carry into eichenwald like paris at that point had momentum on their side you could see that they were actually playing yeah. a much more aggressive sort of uh foot forward um oh. uh, approach like it, it and then look at the Vancouver Titans. Just a disaster. Yeah, like this map was probably the most frustrating of the entire week. There was a point where we had six alts for the last fight, and it didn't even matter. Paris just, you know. Well, but not only not only that, you know, the casters right. um, had talked about it, like Uberx had talked about it. Was it Uberx? No, it was side, Brennan's sideshow, I think, on uh, on the Paris map. But regardless, six Titans escorting the, the payload towards bridge. So essentially conceding to Paris that they yeah. are able to go and and come out the doorway and sure. set up a, a, a relatively solid defense. And I think that speaks to the fact that the, either the Titans themselves were worried that they were going to be making mistakes, didn't trust their own gameplay, or worse. And this is the thing that I would really question. Was that an actual tactic or, you know, coaching direction is to stick together and sort of batten down the hatches? Because I feel that the Vancouver Titans, when they are able to play aggressive, sort of, you know, throw caution to the wind and just give her, actually tend to find more success. We're going to talk a little bit about that in the Justin, yep. Justice match. But when the Titans start to try to play defense, it's it's this common, you know, adage we've talked to on our podcast. Yep. If you're playing not to lose, 
you're not playing to win. Yeah. And and you know, like in any sports, when the team when the teams even before they play, they know what is the expected result. Uh you know who is the underdog and who is not the underdog. And when you're uh not a, a, a like a, a a team that teams are afraid of, you can't you know, confirm that with, with your actions. You got to go out there and then put it all on the table. And that's uh, what, what, what you just said. You, you, you can't like play like a coward because you're just going to get destroyed. Yeah. And, and despite like what I think of where Paris ranks uh, or, or the justice rank, you can't do that, especially this season where, where the talent pool is so, you know, elevated and, and, yeah, you just got to bring your A game regardless of who you play. And, and uh, yeah, it's not going to work. No, And, you know, you and Sam actually touched on it last show. As much as the Vancouver Titans have improved their gameplay, the rest of the league has improved as well. Yeah. Like there, there isn't that differentiation between the roster we saw the Vancouver Titans have last season, the roster they have now yeah. because of gains made across the league. So the Vancouver Titans fall 3-1 to one to the Paris Eternal giving Paris the unexpected win, but more importantly, costing any opportunity for breadsticks because as the promo goes, the Vancouver Titans need to get to map five for people to get themselves breadsticks Mm -hmm. from Pizza Hut. (laughs) Yeah. It it is actually on that note, breadsticks, it's it's turned into like this, its own meme Meme, onto itself. Like... You can see it spammed in the chat, and yeah. even even talent team is like laughing about it, and that's the problem. Like when you don't have anything else to talk about to make it entertaining, well, that's that's yeah. going to come up. Well, and on that note, I mean, I actually ran a poll on uh, on Sunday. Um, was it Sunday or Saturday? No, maybe it was Saturday. I can't remember. Whenever it was the Titans play the Justice, it's such a blur right now for me. Uh, what will happen first? Vancouver Titans get a win or a map five? And it was like 88% of people that voted breadsticks. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess there should have been a third option, a map five win, but um, yeah, breadsticks is what everyone's uh, trending towards. Yeah. Well, you got to love those breadsticks. So with that loss, the Vancouver Titans, while not mathematically out of the may mayhem tournament, could yeah. have made things interesting by somehow scraping together a win against the Washington Justice. And spoiler alert, that didn't happen. Nope. But some bright spots to this match. Uh, way better, I think, than, than the previous one. Shall we start with uh, Lee Jung Tower? I, it's funny that I, I bring up like a, a better uh, um, match. I'm, I'm, I'm actually curious. Was Lee Jang a bright spot for you? No, I, I just wanted to say that it's like a, a complete opposite mirror of of, oh, okay. of what happened in the previous match where we dominated the first the first uh, uh, map and and coming yeah. out in Lee Jang, I I I still remember that that punch that doomfist punch that just pushed fried uh, fried wiener off the map in the first second of the match. I felt like that punch went directly to my face when I was watching. Yeah. And they came out with the Ryan Rissa and, and Decay and Assassin on, on Doom and Symmetra. I'm going to uh, refer to that comp as Doom and Gloom for the Titans. Oh, gosh. It was and like a, Yeah, so go ahead. Like you said, something happens to those Symmet- Symmetra turrets against the Titans. They, they output like 300% damage that they normally uh, uh, take out. It reminds me of my <laughs> competitive games. They're like, usually I'd see those in, in, uh, in 
you know, Overwatch League and they're 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 a non-issue. Nobody like even cares. And suddenly, oh, they actually do work. Yeah. I the fact that the Vancouver Titans didn't roll out a sim on their own seemed quite <sighs> odd. And it was almost as if they were shocked yeah. that uh the justice had already set up shop on their side of the yeah. bridge. Like you know, you think about like does Fried Wiener, you know, use his his jets that at that point, probably not. Yeah, to get yeah, out think, of spawn, I guess. Yeah, right. So the, the the struggle is that that sort of set the tone, and mm-hmm. you know, the Vancouver Titans were just being toyed with. Yeah, it, it was it was just they had no answer. Um, you had you know Mag and Fury just having their way uh, with the Vancouver Titans. Uh, Mag actually played quite aggressive. I would actually maybe give some points to Shredlock, but that didn't matter because the supporting cast around Mag in this first fight was far superior than, than really what was around around shred. And, and much, we much of what we saw before is after that, sort of that first fight where I think fried was the first one to die. Um, Rolf pick number one. And soon after often fire. In fact, you could tell the justice they were playing to get those early support picks. Sure. And then the Doomfist is like the, the perfect tool to do that. And if you're already bringing up Mag, I, I, just because th- that's him, it's not just about the supports. There are some players that you uh, <laughs> will will see in the Overwatch League that you can't really prepare for properly because they're just so much above the rest. I like the hype was uh, very high for this rookie coming into the league, but he's like he's he's the real deal. Mm-hmm. The guy is just crazy on on you know on the um on on the winston and on the ryan it doesn't really matter what he plays and uh, like what we spoke about with sam the previous week you're gonna meet a lot of these talents way more often than than you know in previous seasons so you're gonna have to like conjure some unbelievable play and, and solid performances for everyone to even get an opportunity to to keep it competitive Right. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, Lee Jang was just a mess. The Titans went quick. It was two Oh, like yeah. control uh, center. I think the Titans actually had an opportunity yeah. there, but Dalton tries the sim as well. Yeah. But unfortunately justice have their way with the Titans. That gets us to Dorado. And I don't entirely know if the Vancouver Titans realized they were allowed to defend before the third point. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is one of those mag points. He was just like feasting. And, yeah, and um, I, like the uh, the Vancouver Titans seem to have a, a strategy in mind. Um, I'm not entirely sure if it was a failure to execute or the fact that their strategy uh, was far inferior to that of the offense that the Washington Justice uh, mm-hmm. presented. But the the Titans just couldn't. They they were, and I mean, they started to sort of mentally boom at this point you started to see him stagger in right um they weren't taking the opportunity to regroup and then finally sort of on on map three or before they got to the second point the titans were like yeah we'll just give this one to you um oh, the time so- was surprisingly the time bank was surprisingly low at this map i i didn't even understand how they got to like have only one one and a half minutes to play with in in time bank for for well, Washington. I think it's because the, the, the Titans started, they regrouped for that yeah. final point, right? That final defense. And getting and then, off the ball helped them a little bit too, I think. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, um, their offensive side was a struggle. Not going too well at all. No. And I, like at one point I was like, oh my goodness, they're going to get full hold there. 
I mean, they, they eventually were able to, to eke one out, but like it, this is the struggle is you have, you have a, a Vancouver Titans team that is not at the same tier of the justice. Let's be real. And I, I commented after this map that if you're a Vancouver Titans fan, you now know what it feels like uh, for that first season at inaugural season when the Titans were <laughs> having their way with their, their opponents is that there was a distinctive tier difference. And I, I, I'm not, I may be too hard and I'm too down on, on this Titans roster. I'm not going to suggest that the players aren't trying their best. It's no. just, if they are, their best, unfortunately well, is not good enough. And I mean, that's not, not according to these two first maps. You're absolutely right. Right. And so I, I was down, I was down at on this them. point. Yeah. I was too. I was like, Oh, why am I even taking notes? I was. And so the, the new Jack of all trades community coordinator, I can't remember what Chibi's title is. She engaged on, on, on Twitter saying, Oh, I I've seen some progress. And so I actually, I genuinely asked, what is it that you have seen that I have not? Um, her response is that she couldn't, you know, she struggles to articulate that, but she's seen progress. And so my response to her at that point is like, well, without specifics, it feels that any progress there might've been, it's like one, two steps forward and three steps back, which is not progress. Mm-hmm. And if I'm only going to look at the positives of the two steps forward, like let's consider everything that we were seeing from the Vancouver Titans part of this justice fight. There were signs where like, oh, things are coming together. You saw these glimpses. Sure. It didn't, maybe the result didn't go the way the Titans wanted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even looking at the Paris Eternal uh, match, there were, there were times where the Titans, you know, maybe fell hard on, on hard luck, but this was now where it was like, well, where'd all this go? Is this just the, clearly the opponent not giving you the opportunity to, to shine? So when it comes to Anubis. Yeah. I think after, after that tweet, she texted the team and she's like, okay, there's, there's this guy, he's bothering me on Twitter. Please uh, show, show him what you got. Yeah. Because all of a sudden foot forward, aggressive play from the Vancouver Titans. And it was like an entirely different team. And it's not like the justice went and threw out a meme comp or, or, you know, took their foot off the gas. Yeah. The justice were trying. They were trying. Just decided they wanted this map. Well, I can't be like, um, you can't be dismissing the fact that they were up to O and they simply demolished the Titans. So obviously they were maybe, letting the foot off the gas a little okay. bit. But you could see still, as you said, they were not, like, doing off-meta picks. They were actually fighting every fight seriously. And mm-hmm. once they saw that, like, okay, these guys are actually playing a little bit better, it looked like they said, okay, let's stop this now and, and let's destroy them again. And it just didn't work. I think at that point, Vancouver realized that, hey, we, we can't really uh, do the same thing we were doing before and, and we've got nothing to lose now. And I think mm-hmm. it's a good strategy for them to go in, not just like against like big uh, contenders like the the Washington uh, t- uh, Justice seem to be, but they need to approach every match like this. And I think they uh, um, Vancouver just grabbed opportunities a little bit better. Now Washington, yeah. they start an attack. Why why do they always start an attack? I hate that, and I think it puts uh, put the Titans a little bit in a disadvantage. But it didn't really seem uh, to 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 uh, to be much better for us early on. They capped the point really really fast. They had over five minutes to cap point B, and I, I was thinking, okay, that's game over. 
But they, uh, Titans stabilized behind uh, <laughs> really good plays uh, from Rulf and Teru. Uh, I guess it's a good time for, you know, their characters, Teru on, on, on the May and Rulf. Uh, was he on the Ana at that time? I think so. I believe he was Ana for that map. Yeah, and, and Fire mostly. Fire popped off in this map. His Lucio play... In that second point and in that uh, uh, in Vancouver's push as well was amazing. He was just like out there trying to kill everyone. He, he was getting a lot of final blows. Uh, and, and some more fighting and stalling obviously ensues in, in 2CP as it normally does. But, but the Justice, they were able to cap with only 10 seconds to go. So hmm. now it's Vancouver's time to push. And luckily, I don't know what happened there, but but Fury's uh, positioning wasn't too great from that choke on the left side, and they were able to demech him. And normally, the the Vancouver we saw up to this point, you know, they 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 get the demech, maybe get a pick, and then they'd lose the fight because of you know lack of of, of aggressiveness or or the team the teams uh, that they fight just finding an opportunity. But it didn't really happen. I think they realized that the justice can bleed and and. They capped the point really quickly as well. So Titans also had like five and a half minutes to spare. And I want to point out that fight that when when they went to, to, to attack point B, there was actually a time where everyone across the board and, and those uh, fights that happened, the Titans looked like the better team. They did. Yeah. I, I, I commented, like, first of all, on, on social media, I said, like, feed us some humble pie. And then I was corrected. It should be humble breadsticks. But the point is, is that if this Vancouver Titans team that we saw in Anubis is the same team in the previous matches, as, as we obviously know is the case, why could they not play this aggression sure. there? Like, I guarantee you, uh, it's hard to guarantee. Let me phrase this. <laughs> I moderately guarantee you. The Vancouver Titans play aggressive against the Paris Eternal. They get a win there. Oh, they yeah. play this aggressive against the Toronto Defiant. It's a much more closely fought match. I think the Defiant still take it. Yeah. I actually, and I mean, I'm going completely off the board here. I think the Vancouver Titans potentially take a 3-2 against the Mayhem. Again, if they play Ooh. this aggressive type of play, the problem is <laughs> this passive this passive team. Yeah, it's hard to be in the zone all the time. But I, I think that you're right. I think if the, those... Uh, two games were flipped if they had faced, you know, the Justice and ha- had the same uh, entire game, which is unfair to say because obviously they used the experience from that Paris match to their advantage here against uh, the Justice. But if if it, if they faced the better opponent before, maybe they had a better chance to beat the Paris. Sure. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Anyways, um, map four, map four, Blizzard before World. map four. I just wanted to comment on the fact that th- those attacks from the titans weren't a fluke because they proceeded to hold off washington really well in their time bank phase and also proceeded to win pretty uh handily in their time bank phase so it wasn't just the end right they they had more time but they they used that opportunity and in blizzard world world as well i think titans played a very good map against the team that across the board has like a deeper talent pool and again justice always first on attack i i hate this advantage that you get in these maps uh, of course it's 50 50 it's all all the same but psychologically i think it gives you a better opportunity here uh again we don't look uh that great at the start they cap really swiftly they have over five minutes in the time bank and uh, uh finally we get to see those decent titans players uh, that don't lose most of their fights. Uh, uh, but 
Assassin's EMPs, they were really, really uh, harmful. And I don't think that Vancouver expected to encounter a Sombra at this point. So uh, they didn't really uh, find a way to, to, to counter that well. But miraculously, they finally end... Um, you know, the win a fight before number two is capped, the, the, the second point. I think Lingzer and Dalton played really, really well together. They had a good synergy going on there. And like again, uh, like I said before, Fire and Shredlock performed really well. So yeah. at this point, it seems like it's winnable. We might see like a game five, maybe breadsticks even. But uh, when it was their time to push, Washington... They just won most of their defense fights and in very impressive fashion. And I think they just ran out of gas. This game was very hard for them, you know, both pushing their skill and, and mental. I think at this point, they yeah. just didn't have the juice <laughs> remaining in no, the tank. They didn't. And, you know, you, you raised some really good points. I, I actually had commented um, in sort of uh, RSP cord for those who are watching. I had said how the Vancouver Titans had actually created a winning condition. Yep. On, on Blizzard World. A breadstick condition. Right, yeah, the breadstick condition. And it, it, I don't know if it was a Washington Justice team that had decided, no, we're not going to give them this sort of crack or this opening to the door, uh, and they decided to slam it shut. Which they absolutely can do, I think. Sure, but the Vancouver <laughs> Titans looked disjointed on attack. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, could not find a way to keep Rolf and fire up. Mm-hmm. I, I feel bad for, for Rolf uh, because he often is that first, first pick. And if you look at the stats, he, he is like, his deaths are, are significant, but he's still pumping out heels. Like sure. this is, this is a guy who, uh, even though he is often the first down is still able to go, and support his team. So imagine a Vancouver Titans uh, roster that could keep Rolf alive long enough to get the healing output that you're getting from him. He, he arguably could be one of the best in the league. And I know there are hmm. going to be people like, no, that's a hard take, but just the numbers don't lie. It's just, unfortunately, I don't know what it is. If it's, if it's positioning, if it's the length of the fight um, or the, fact that you know rolf might have to dedicate himself to you know healing at all costs maybe including yeah. his own right like the team is getting damaged way is. more than they should be i don't know yeah exactly i mean that could very well be it so hmm. I, I don't know what the solution is it's just that it doesn't help the vancouver titans at all if the first pick is rolf sure so you know, unfortunately for the Vancouver Titans, they lose this one three one and as was their uh, may melee uh, qualifying uh two weeks uh they took a map off of everyone that's what they're now known for uh that's true some teams didn't get to even take a map so despite us being like a zero four uh we did get some you know positive uh positives to take away from some of those losses yeah but uh the vancouver titans are officially out of the uh the may melee this means they don't play again for one month their next match is against the los angeles gladiators uh, in May, end of May. And wow. so with this long break, my hope is the team sort of sits, settles down, oh. uh, scrims a lot. Maybe Taru will be able to make the trip over and get himself out of quarantine <laughs> in the month that they have off. End of May. I'm going to have my appliances at home by that time. That's nice. <laughs> but uh, the Toronto Defiant, however, still have a shot. In fact, they're yeah. in a really good position when we look at the standings. Uh, they're going into this weekend 2-0. Um, they're one of the few undefeated teams left. Granted, they also have a 
couple of games they have to play. And the first one that they have to, uh, to figure out is the Washington justice Friday at mm. 3 PM Pacific, 6 PM Eastern. I'm conflicted here. I think the Toronto defiant can beat the justice. I truly think that yes. the Vancouver Titans match exposed opportunities that teams of better caliber can take advantage yes. of. I think Toronto is one of those teams. Now, when we look at the justice, however, they will see these same issues and probably look for ways to go and address them. And I have some concern with sort of the defiant last match where yes, they won and they reverse swept. So arguably that suggests it's a really good team, but they have some issues that they might need to sort out too. Yeah. They look more beatable than the justice are right now. Like, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted because, you know, the Homer in me wants to give it to the defiant, sure. but it's going to be a, it's going to be a, I feel a tight fight. It's going to be, I don't think it'll be three, two. I, I genuinely don't. I think it's three, one, one way or the other, but it's one of those three ones where it's, it could have gone either way. Oh, I saw your pick and score. So you're probably right, but I think it's going to be a 3-2 uh, for the Justice. I, I For me, it's not a 3-1 either way. For me, it's either 3-2 or 3-1 to the Justice, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Now, if the Toronto Defiant in, in matching up against the Justice do pull out the win, they've essentially set themselves up for the uh, the remainder of the weekend. If, however, they were to lose... That means their match against the London Spitfire means a heck of a lot. And sure. I don't I don't feel the tough I have to worry about this match. Like, I mean, I already have them winning 3-0 against the Spitfire. Yep, me too. But imagine if the Defiant could go 4-0. Uh this 4-0. Well, like if, if they, they beat, beat the, the, the Justice, hmm, yeah, that that would be great. I I hard to me, for me to see because uh, i mean it is possible like for the there sure. so right now the houston outlaws are sure. 4-0 it's and the florida mayhem could find their way up to 4-0 if the yeah. toronto defiant were to beat the washington justice justice can't get 4-0 so then that is a three-way tie for 4-0 uh we look at map differential coming into play sure that might be a little problematic but then i i i it, it, it is possible yeah but to me, like the way I see it right now, I it feels like a sixty forty towards the justice. Uh, but you know, anything is possible. But that match against the rain, oh, I I didn't like how that looked for. Well, no, and that's that's the struggle here is they looked the rain looked like they had that in the bag. Sure, and credit to the Toronto defiant for turning things around. Uh, Nace specifically just yeah. decided he wanted to assert his authority on, on the ma'am Anubis specifically, that map was unbelievable, but the problem is you can't do that against some of the better teams. Yeah. I, be- I right? guess. Hmm. So you got to, uh, you and I both agree three Oh against the, the spitfire. Yes, definitely. Okay. Do you think, uh, the, uh, the Defiant mix their roster up again, kind of like they did with the Titans. Bring in mm, Beast against the Spitfire, sure. So then it, we could argue that it could be three-one. 
Um, it could be, but I think even with Beast, uh, they should win it. Okay. Well, what does this all mean? So if the Defiant do pull out those two wins, and that Spitfire match for those that were curious, it's 1.30 p.m. Pacific, uh, 4.30 p.m. Eastern, uh, means that they'll find their way into the um, knockout round, I guess it would be, the regional knockouts. Yep. So the, the way it works is six teams find their way into the tournament, but there are knockouts that have to take place. So in the West with those six teams seeds three versus six, four versus five face off and then seeds one and two take the winner on. And the winner of those sort of two matches finds their way into the tournament, which I believe is going to be in Hawaii. I haven't seen any indication that suggests that the, uh, the West won't be going to the uh, Aloha islands. <laughs> Very the, cool. Uh, East region. They have four seeds that play with two coming out. Um, they stay in Asia. Mm-hmm. But if I'm looking at the standings correctly here, I feel even if the Defiant go 4-0, I kind of feel that they end up being the three seed. Oh, uh, I guess so. Yeah, because if they, I don't think they could. Uh, they they would definitely lose maps against uh, the Justice, even if they beat them. Mm-hmm. And some of those other teams will have a, a better record for sure. Right. Like the, I mean, the Florida mayhem. Well, okay. You know, no, no, you know what? They're going up against the Sharks. So, right. Yeah. Now maybe I'm walking this back. Maybe. Because yeah, I think not. Mayhem beat the Eternal. But yeah, going up against the Shock, even if the Florida Mayhem are a better team than the Shock, and I don't necessarily feel that they are. Outlaws are done as well, right? They're done. Yeah. Outlaws are four. Outlaws have guaranteed themselves <laughs> a, a, a placement. Like, when we look at the standings right now, the outlaws have a, a plus seven. It is possible that uh, one of the mayhem justice or defiant could post a, a higher positive there. <laughs> In fact, more than could, but uh, hmm. it, it, it's so hard. Like, I mean, with only the, the four matches uh, before playing into it, like arguably right now, there are a bunch of teams that are still in the mix. Now, now that you like, when I think about it, all of these upcoming maps, the uh, matches, they actually matter a lot. Yeah, right. Like the the only team that's completely out of it are the Titans. It is yeah. Spitfire and the Uprising, as well as the Rain. I mean, they could get in the mix, yeah, but it's going to require enough. a whole lot of crazy stuff to happen. Sure. Uh, Eternal. I mean, I don't see the Eternal going and getting two wins this weekend. Who they play Florida and no, I don't think so like, either. And maybe, right? maybe Atlanta. Yeah. But you know, I don't see the eternal getting two wins. No. Uh, shock. I, you could see the shock getting two wins. I don't feel it's a, it's a complete walk considering the shock that we saw against the Houston outlaws, but they are a, a, a top tier team. So let's, let's consider they're probably going to get two. Uh, sure. Glad's are stuck at two and two. The fuel are stuck at two and two. And unfortunately for them, well, yes, it is possible that maybe there are other two and two teams. Um, they're they're in a tough spot because the uh, teams that are going to continue to play, like if the Defiant wind up two and two, I can't imagine map differentials difference, so they fall below those two. Like that's the struggle for the Defiant. Defiant need that that win, and they're going to get it. Uh, Mayhem, I don't see the Mayhem losing two like that. Yeah, you know these games that matter quite a bit, so it's hard to sort of predict. Even though I already locked in my. Uh, my predictions for uh, the knockout. Yeah, 
I feel like teams like Paris is an unknown still. How good are they? I mean, they did lose to Houston, uh, but everybody loses to Houston right now. Uh, I don't necessarily think like I are they bad considering how they played against the Titans. The Titans yeah. had a, that was there were winning conditions for the Titans. The Eternal just turned out to be the better team. Sure, I don't know like what I mean to say. I'm not sure like who's better between the ti- uh, between the Eternal and the Rain. We'll we'll see that. Yeah. Anywho, uh, this weekend will tell, and uh, we will obviously be back next week to to learn whether or not we're eating crow and whether or not the uh, Toronto Defiant are off to Hawaii. I wonder how they would get there. I would presume they'd fly from Toronto to Vancouver, Vancouver onward. Probably. Although, oh, they although can go, like, I believe. Seattle, maybe. Well, no, so they could, but see, here's the struggle for a Canadian, a team coming from Canada to go to Hawaii. Hawaii is going to require that they have a negative uh, test. Mm-hmm. And there are only so many places in Canada where you can actually get the negative test that the state of Hawaii actually recognizes. Oh, so YVR is one of those? Uh, I don't know if YVR is, but I know Calgary is. Um, oh. Now, that said, you you could you did raise a good point. Do they travel into the U.S.? Because there are many more places in the U.S. that the state uh, recognizes. Mm-hmm. And it, logistically, it'll be interesting. Um, but they do need that negative test so they don't have to actually do the uh, the full two week quarantine if they if they go. Mm-hmm. Anywho, um, as I said, next week we'll be back and uh, we'll be able to uh, talk more about the May Melee tournament. Uh, but we're going to take ourselves a quick break and before we dive into the fray. Back to the uh, week that was that uh, kicked things off on Friday. We already know that the Vancouver Titans lost to the Paris Eternal 3-1, but the uh, Los Angeles Gladiators went Heatherweight the London Spitfire 3-0. Wee hours of the morning, Chengdu went Chengdu, beating the Excelsior 3-0, and the Philadelphia Fusion beat the Angel Spark 3-1. Houston Outlaws beat Paris Eternal 3-1 in a match that probably should have been 3-0, but yeah. eh, is what it is. The Los Angeles Gladiators beat the Boston Uprising 3-0. And uh, the Uprising didn't look so good here. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little down on it because I felt the Uprising were going to be better than they've been so far. Yeah. Uh, and this started to, to... Yeah, this to really gave me pause. Uh, Washington Justice, however, beat Dallas Field 3-1. Again, Justice, they are a, a strong side. Uh, New York Excelsior beat the Hangzhou Spark 3-1, which had some big implications, which we'll get into in a moment. And a Philadelphia Fusion showed Chengdu that they were the captain, and they won 3-1. Yeah. I, it, Chengdu is looking good, but I don't, I don't know if it's meta. I don't know if it's Chengdu. I just don't know if it's through the East region and the opponents they've played so far. Yeah, the, the sample size is so small right now. It's kind of like, is Houston going to still be up top? It's kind of yeah. like what's going on in the Asia region with Philly. Yeah. Uh, Dante less uh, Houston outlaws beat the London Spitfire three Oh. Uh, and for those that don't know, Dante had the emergency surgery himself. Uh, so he is currently in recovery. I won't get into the details of the, uh, the surgery uh, outside to say that. Oh my goodness. I, I cringed. I couldn't finish reading that. Yeah. 
Uh, Dallas Field beat the Boston Uprising 3-0 in what was our okay this this match I, I actually said it was the one to watch <laughs> I, I'd like to say I was proven right mm. the Boston Uprising twice had like significant advantages against the field like Havana the Boston Uprising were like just gonna yeah get like a, a set the record and they couldn't get it through the refinery like it was it was unreal how the Uprising just fell apart <laughs> Yeah, these guys, they're not, their mental is not not in a good spot right now, I think. No, no, not at all. And then, as we already know, the Washington Justice beat the uh, Vancouver Titans 3-1. So that sets up the uh, week that will be. Now, for those of you keeping track at home, know that the week that will be actually starts on Thursday. On Thursday. <laughs> Friday is already kind of weird for me. I'm like, uh, okay, I'll, I'll have my uh, work stuff on this side of the screen. I'll peek. At the game on this side, you know, it, having the Thursday matches and Friday matches, I actually don't have an issue with. It's just that the start times being early in the afternoon, yeah, make it difficult for for those of us on the West Coast, but equally uh, tough on the East Coast. But I, I also understand they're probably trying to expand into sort of a a European sure. audience that might still be up. But on Thursday at noon Pacific, three p.m. Eastern, the Paris Eternal kicks things off by taking on the Atlanta Rain. 1.30 p.m. Pacific, uh, 4.30 p.m. is Washington Justice Boston Uprising, which unfortunately for Boston, I don't think is no. much of a match. Uh, we then fast forward to the wee hours of the morning when the Los Angeles Valiant oh, that's uh, take a, on the Guangzhou Church. Actually an interesting one, though, to think about it. The 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 bread bowl of, of the Asia Pacific re- region. I, okay. Do you, do you actually think the Valiant are putting up a fight against the Charge? I agree with you. It's the bread bowl, but... Uh. I mean, they did take a map off of Chengdu, but sure. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's not going to be a 3-0 either way. <laughs> the uh, Seoul Dynasty are taking on the New York Excelsior, and the uh, Shanghai Dragons take on a newly coached uh, Hangzhou Spark. Uh, then at uh, uh, 9.30, if you want to, you can watch the encore of the Dynasty uh, New York Excelsior. But fast forward to high noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, when the Boston Uprising take on the London Spitfire, 1.30 p.m., at Pacific, uh, three thirty or sorry, four thirty p.m. Uh, Eastern, shock mayhem, and uh, wrapping up the afternoon are the Toronto Defiant taking on the Washington Justice as we already got into. We hours of the morning, Seoul Dynasty, LA Valiant, Guangzhou Charge, Hangzhou Spark, Shanghai Dragons, Excelsior, who also happen to be the encore match, and to uh, get themselves into the Sunday uh, sort of knockouts we have the florida man taking on the paris eternal the london spitfire as we already know taking on the toronto defiant and wrapping things up is the san francisco shock and the atlanta rain and then as i said knockouts uh they kick things off at 2 a.m pacific 5 p.m or 5 a.m eastern on sunday for the east uh there are uh just two matches in the east and then out west there are going to be four kicking things off at noon pacific uh, 3 p.m eastern and possibly wrapping up around 4.30 p.m., 7.30 p.m. Again, it's not appointment viewing for matches. Yeah, don't count it's on that. It's appointment viewing for days. It's amazing how there are people who are, who are again, kind of concerned that the Vancouver Titans match on uh, on Sunday kicked off almost an hour early. <laughs> yeah. um, little do these Vancouver Titans fans know what it was like for that uh, that map in or match in Korea. <sighs> Where uh, what was it? Did you did you catch any of that Titans match uh, on me? No, you did. You caught like the last two minutes. Uh, yeah, I I just woke up to see us being demolished, and I'm like, okay, this is not fun. Well, it was yeah. I mean, that was to think back to that Who time. Who was it we against? The Van- charge? Oh, I can't remember who. 
I just remember the Vancouver Titans looked like completely fallible. Hawksall wasn't even in the lineup. Like it was so weird, yeah. so surreal at the time. Uh, the match started obviously uh, an hour early in the wee hours of the morning for us, and little did we know that first match was the end of the. <laughs> that was that was only the start <laughs> of that journey. Yeah. yeah, losing those two two in the weekend, but uh, that is uh, our Overwatch weekend. Now, as far as the uh, matches to watch, I picked one. I, I and I struggled here. I was looking at like the matchups, like Uprising, Spitfire. I'm I'm done on that's, Boston. That's the, the new uh, Bread Bowl now. Yeah, there'll be this weekend's Bread Bowl. Um, we already. I mean, I'm anyone who's a Defiant fan here knows that we never pick the Defiant or the Titans matches simply because we're gonna we watch are going those. to be watching yeah. them. Um, so I picked Shock Mayhem mm-hmm. because in my mind, that's one that that definitively has what could be two very even teams facing each other. Yeah. Game of the week um, uh, before we even consider what might happen in, you know, the, the, uh, the knockouts. Exactly. And you as well selected that game, but you also selected the soul dynasty, New York Excelsior sure. match. And I kind of found this one interesting. Yeah. Is there something about this? That, is it just more the legacy or the, uh, pedigree of soul new york yeah i want to see new york play against like a, a better team they did beat the spark and uh, they lost to Chengdu. i feel like it's a, a finally a good encore ma- match to go into you know without looking at the results and just having fun and and mm-hmm. like new york i they still have jodak and all that but it's a completely new team it's interesting to see uh what they're about yeah the uh Weekend will be interesting. I and mean, there are, as we were getting into sort of sure. in the payload when we were talking about regional lockouts, there's a lot of compelling storylines and a lot of oh, compelling games matches. have been great so far too. Oh, it's been some of the best overwatch. I think we've been able to, to, to see, sure. and we've seen some really solid matches over the past few years, but it, it's just, I feel it's becoming more and more entertaining. Yeah. And it's just the start of the season, which means it's just going to go up, up and up. Exactly. Now, if uh, you didn't already join, you want to join the uh, RSP uh, Pickham's leaderboard. Why is that? Well, because you can show us what uh, you feel is going to be the uh, the team to beat or the teams to beat um, in our, our leaderboard. Uh, I had a, a, a solid lead going into this weekend. And unfortunately for me, far too many teams let me down. <laughs> like. Um, I, I, yeah, uh, it's my own fault. I, I gave much more credit to the Boston uprising than I probably should. <laughs> You're not alone. Right. Like, so that, that punished me. Uh, but, uh, the graphic that I shared, uh, had, uh, Alan in uh, first place, Kent in second and sheep sure. in third. Uh, but a uh, friend of the show, Altiron, who is one of the hosts of the uh, nerf this podcast, uh, <laughs> from uh, France, he joined on Monday and then goes, not only does he join our leaderboard, he then goes and screen caps that he's actually in first place with 59 I, I do that too. I'll just look for <laughs> random leaderboards. But yeah, I, I was uh, I, I had a firm grasp of the, of the last place because I, I joined late, so I missed like a whole day of, of uh, pickums. And then yeah. uh, <laughs> Sam and, and uh, D Baker joined, so I'm no longer placed last. I think I'm catching up a little bit, but I'm you still are. far down. Yeah, the. Um, thing about the the pickums though it's going all season long it's just for us for for fun you can be as part of many leaderboards as you want uh, obviously the rsp leaderboard being our podcast but uh, it can be those who listen friends of yours what have you um 
I've, I'm still trying to get Adam to join. Mm. Uh, he just seems to suggest that he knows things we don't and doesn't feel it's fair. Oh. So I'm like, that's proof. Adam has proven to us there is an Overwatch League script. But but the thing is, we can't really look at his picks anyways. So you can just like True. boast that his uh, uh, prognostication skills. <laughs> Uh, but to join the uh, the pickums, if you haven't done so already, uh, just search for the tweet that I've shared on Twitter uh, every Monday, and then as well, if you just go to the OverwatchLeague.com uh, website, click pickum, log in, and then search for Ready Set Pwn. Our leaderboard is there. Insider trading, almost, almost, almost. <laughs> oh, speaking of insider trading, I am now a shareholder of Enthusiast Gaming. Oh, really? You got some stocks? Yeah, nice. I bought some shares, so I that means I now own the Vancouver Titans, nice, right? Nice, sweet. Congratulations. What what types yeah. of uh like decisions you're going to push towards the board? I, I don't know. I mean, the the handful of shares that I currently <laughs> possess give me so much power. Um, oh. but uh, but I just want to put it out there if if uh uh is going to 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 list, so wait, please this, let me know. I'll I'll hold a couple of AM shares. Is too. this entire gig uh ethical at all for you now? Actually, I don't know. Like, is there a conflict of interest <laughs> oh, yeah. that I run a podcast? I think there is. I mean, Maybe. how much more biased can you get? I have to declare before every episode. Stonks. Yeah. So now RSP with, with Owen, Owen 4, your stonks are not really doing that well. Yeah, fortunately, the, the Enthusiast Gaming portfolio is the, Diversified the enough. first one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. We're having a lot of fun. Um. Not having fun, however, uh, are some former coaches of the Hangzhou Spark. Uh, Pajon, who we might know here in uh, in Vancouver, uh, he is no longer head coach in uh, Hangzhou. He and Nuru, uh, the assistant coach, were released. Uh, this is based on the performance of the team since Pajon took over, but specifically, I think, more so this, this main melee performance or the start of the season. That said, friend of the show, Andante, uh, who was um, you know, formerly the Vancouver Titans as well, he has been promoted to interim head coach. And to help him out, uh, the Hangzhou Spark hired Mentalist as a new assistant coach. Um, Andante, we've talked about him before. He's a real stand-up uh, guy. Mm-hmm. He went out of his way to talk to us when we were interviewing the Titans. He, he had uh, good command of the English language and, and right. insisted in, in speaking English with us, even though we had, we had Michael with us and... Michael was willing to translate uh, and he's always sort of, um, you know, reached out and engaged with us. So I'm, I'm really hoping for, for Andante that, uh, this, uh, this works out and he has, uh, all, all the yeah. success he can have. He's able to turn that ship around. Yeah. Um, as far as the game's concerned though, um, you guys talked a little bit about Jeff Kaplan leaving. Um, I, I hate to say it. I'm equally concerned. I didn't really get an opportunity to, to share those thoughts. I understand that uh, change is inevitable. And as someone has long tenure in an organization like Jeff did at some point in time, him and his departure is, is, is going to take place. It's just tough that the timing of his departure has so many questions being sort of presented like overwatch two is in development. Uh, We have no indication as to what the timeline happens to be. Like there are just, this doesn't bode well that you see a a significant change like this. And that's not a knock against Aaron Keller. It's just, you know, I, I thought about this. I thought this through a little bit and it might be either very good or very bad. It might be either uh, at the point where it's only like technicalities they need to, uh, to flesh out and like, uh, uh, 
polish up things and it, he felt that it's uh safe enough to let go of this product and and sure. and uh have have his team carry over or <laughs> the complete opposite and i feel like uh there wouldn't have been a time when he could have left and people won't be in an uproar so uh, some would say yeah maybe leave after the game is released but then everybody would be like in an uproar oh well who's going to support it now and what's going to happen next unfortunate sure but uh i, I kind of mellowed a little bit obviously bad news maybe not as disastrous as i as i initially thought they are mm-hmm. i mean it's a huge team right uh it doesn't it it doesn't bode well for overwatch 3 if there <laughs> is ever one but overwatch 2 i think it's it, it'll it will be fine it will be released we can't really uh know what's going to happen with with the business model that's probably the biggest concern of mm-hmm. monetization all that garbage that uh, activision are, are so known for uh but yeah oh so we're gonna get an overwatch br i wouldn't mind that if that's an option but not like deterring uh any focus away from the the, the core game well, you know, looking at the the post on, on <laughs> Mo- now it's mobile exclusive. Don't you guys have yeah. phones? That's okay. There, that these are some of the worries we have. But Aaron, <laughs> Aaron's notes like talks a little bit about the game being Overwatch Two being developed on a good pace, and he's like, "We'll be sharing more frequent updates about Overwatch Two progress and new features in the live game with you all very soon. New features in the live game." I'm curious what that means because it it can mean one of two things. It could be that they're realizing that they have a game that's starting to sort of get a little stale. Um, You know, Overwatch has been out for quite some time and yes, we're getting new skins and and what have you, but there's only so much that cosmetics can go drive forward. And that might be a recognition like let's, you know, keep things going or maybe there's things in Overwatch two that can work their way into the live game and then obviously be part of two for launch. But then I have to also question, is it possible that Overwatch 2 is so far out that they're now going to go and maybe continue to put stuff in the live game to keep sort of us as a fan base engaged? Like, mm. again, questions. I'm not, I don't feel they're unreasonable. Uh, it's just that we have had absolutely little information until BlizzCon line yeah. where we're like, oh, this game kind of looks kind of cool, but we know nothing much about it. And now looking back at BlizzCon line, it's a blooming shame yeah. that Jeff didn't get a keynote considering blizzcon line was his last blizzcon of any maybe sort. that's why he left <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe anyhow uh time will tell uh either way we're game, gonna complain yeah we will that's <laughs> what we do uh new patch came out uh last week a uh, bunch of changes um just to sort of quickly run through uh we got ourselves a a bap nerf i mean it was it, baptiste adjusted but it ultimately i think it turns out to be a, a slight nerf because it's a mortality field. Sure. Uh, it doesn't necessarily keep you as alive. And uh, while Hasbara Launcher rewards uh, precision, the fact that uh, the explosion health is actually reduced makes his uh, healing output a little bit lower. Yeah. Uh, Diva buff, um, maybe not her specifically, but her mech can now kill the squishies. I like this one. It used to be like that close to release, right? I remember these kills. Yeah, but the diva release, uh, like you'd pop her alt, and you essentially had to concede that you were going to. Kill oh no, her I meant when when you, you called the mech back. It, it used oh to no, I know it did damage. Oh, that other, uh, yeah, that was scary. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so two hundred and fifty damage. 
And uh, you consider how quick that mech comes down and the fact that the damage is dealt when it hits the ground, not when she gets in it. Yeah. So you might be able to go and, and take her out, but her mech's taking Squish. out to the squishies around her. They're going to be uh, literal e- squishies. Yeah. Echo got a nerf. Moira got a buff. Uh, the Moira buff is, is interesting. Um, her biotic orb cooldown has gone from 10 to eight seconds. And it kind of feels to me that that means it's almost like a permanent orb. I know it's not yeah. precisely that because of the, the use, but I didn't realize Moira wasn't in a good spot already. Uh, it's annoying. I don't like the, the Moira buff, but yeah. I guess they want to, maybe the pick rates are not at the most balanced position right now. So they want to bring her back a little bit. Sure. Uh, if CC wasn't bothering you, Harissa, um, we'll make sure it does because her halt has now been uh, changed from eight to, to six seconds. Um, I would imagine that halt's going to go and probably find its way back up to eight, if not mm-hmm. seven. Pulled pork uh, soon to be on the menu. Yeah. Uh, Reinhardt got uh, nerfed and forevermore. I'm upset <laughs> at the Overwatch uh, developers. I don't understand why he needed to be nerfed. Like, they're they're saying he's overperforming since the last round of changes, so let's make him squishier. Yeah, they should make him uh, weak enough to be demolished by Diva's uh, mech. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, Diva's mech will go and delete his armor. I mean, that's, that's about true. it. Uh, Roadhog got a a slight buff um, to his uh, his essentially primary and secondary fire, and then uh, Sombra moves a whole lot quicker. Yeah. Slight buff there too. I, the somber buff, I actually have no problem. She she can run around the map yeah. lightning fast, but she's cloaked anyway, so nobody's yeah. chasing. But that's it. That's everything that's going on with the game. That's everything that's going on with the Overwatch League, and that's everything that's going on with the Vancouver Titans and the Toronto Defiant that we're able to share right now. I mean, there are other things that are going to happen because, as is podcast lore, on Wednesdays they go and release things. Hmm. If we were to adjust our podcast release to Wednesday, guaranteed Thursday is when stuff would come out. Probably. Now we have games on Thursday. Too, so. That's that's true. That's true. At least this week. At not least this necessarily week. in, in future right. weeks. Uh, but uh, what final words of wisdom do you have for all of our listeners there, uh, Ani? Don't fear MSG. Enjoy it in moderation. It's not more harmful than salt in the slightest. So, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> that's a i i have no like is there is there is there some like you know reading that you did recently about msg uh, not recently like, but MSG but i'm a, um uh, i always speak out about this it's actually a very uh sad story for this uh little uh uh you know spice that i actually really like and you can get it at bulk mm-hmm. barn by by uh you know by the gram and and it's actually rooted in, in xenophobia towards uh, the asian community in the early 50s and 60s in the u.s it's not more harmful than salt it doesn't cause headaches it's usually dehydration so if you like that umami don't be afraid to use it okay like Good it's not know. healthy to you like salt well, is no, but if you're using salt there's no excuse yeah, too too much of salt. Yeah, is and and bad. the the bad press it gets is because of what I just mentioned, and just it has a very bad name because it's like monosodium glutamate, but it's actually like sodium that you have in salt and glutamate that uh, naturally occurs in red meat, tomatoes, and mushrooms. So there you go. I did not know that. The more you know. 
Uh, my uh, my words of wisdom: Don't tie your shoes in a pumpkin patch. <laughs> Farmer might think you're stealing pumpkins. Come out and shoot oh. you. I don't know. I mean, will, will you shoot you with a you? with a salt or with MSG salt cannon? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Whatever they have, super soaker. Want some more words of wisdom? Don't look up with your mouth open. Oh man! Because if there's birds flying by, you just and here there's always birds flying by all the time, like seagulls, geese, whatever. You name it, it's in the air, guaranteed. But uh, yeah, that's it for our our show. We'll be back again next week with everything that's happened uh, with the regional knockouts to determine who is the got their best shot to find their way to Hawaii in the West and who's going to be taking on the teams in the East. Um, if you want to tune into our show on the regular, click subscribe on whatever podcast application you're listening to us in. And if you're not listening to us in the podcast application, maybe you're on readysetpone.com, you can actually find us in almost every podcast application out there. Speaking of which, you can also leave reviews in some of them. Apple Podcasts, for instance, that app just lets you hit, uh, you know, five out of five stars if you want. That's cool. But if you want to tell us why you gave us that rating, the cool thing is I will read it verbatim. That is our practice, and I will read it word for word. Uh, and you can also go and uh, drop reviews, whether it be for the show or individual episodes in podchaser.com slash ready, set, poem. So on behalf of On the Ad, On the Strife, myself, Chris at Lightforce, uh, we're going to sign off this episode with those words. Oh, what were they again, Omni? Cash phrase! <laughs> So well done. I'm going to lose my job. Uh, No, don't leave me.